Shalom, brethren. I greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank God for giving us this opportunity again to be able to come to you in your homes, the church at home. We are grateful for this uh, season, though it was not expected, but we have learned to take things as they come and take advantage of them, and we are now getting used to be having church at home. I want to pray before I start uh, our message today. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for allowing us to gather today at homes, in various homes. And I want to thank you for the knowledge that you have given us as human beings to be able to utilize technology to communicate even when, Lord Jesus, we cannot be able to meet physically. We invite your presence and we ask that the Holy Spirit of God will minister to each one of us today. Give us liberation, reveal your word to us, and Heavenly Father, minister to everyone today according to their needs. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. We have been talking, um, and our theme has been, Fear Not, and we are going to continue with the same today. Fear Not, but today we are going to look uh, into a story that is in the Scriptures, Second Chronicles chapter 20, about King Jehoshaphat and the three armies that planned to overrun him or to overrun Judah um, uh, as a country. Second Chronicles chapter 20, I'll, read, I'll, I'll be reading some text, and then we'll be taking some time to look at the, the, the verses, some of the verses that would speak to us or speak to our situation today. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites, with some of the Mayunites, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a first army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea, it is already in Hazazoni, Tamar, that is in Egedi. Now you can see already, Jehoshaphat has received some very bad news. Three nations have gathered. They have gathered with their first armies. They are coming towards Judah, or Jerusalem. Their intention is to overthrow or to fight Jehoshaphat, take captives and take the Lord that God had given them. And Jehoshaphat receives the news from some people that it is not that they are planning, they are already on the way coming. He was even given the direction from which they are coming from. And then you can imagine what what happened to Jehoshaphat at this time? And he was not ready 
He was not prepared. He had not been forewarned that there is an army coming. He is actually being told they are on their way now and they are coming to attack you. And it is not one army. There are three armies or three nations coming together to attack one small nation. In verse 3, it says, Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. And verse 4 says, The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Jehoshaphat was frightened. And there is enough reason to be frightened. These are three armies. They have gathered together. Their intention is to defeat Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is in fear. He is frightened. And anybody can be. But what does Jehoshaphat resolve to do? We are told Jehoshaphat, though frightened, he resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. This is a man that was helpless. This is a man under attack. An army or three armies are already near his territory, ready to attack. He did not have time, first of all, to consult his generals. He didn't have time to call other kings for help. But though frightened, we are told, he resolved, he resolved, he purposed to seek, to inquire from the Lord. My friends, we are like Jehoshaphat today. We are like the nation of Judah. We are under attack. There is an army called coronavirus. It has purpose to attack, and it is already in our territory. What should we do? Three weeks ago, or the first Sunday, we looked at Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And we said the answer to coronavirus or to the problem that we are facing today is actually in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Where the Lord says, if my people who are called by my name, and he started by saying, if I 
would said, locusts, or shut the heavens, or said a plague or pestilence, if my people who are called by my name would shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn away from their wicked ways, repent their sins, the Lord says, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal the Lord. We said that is the perfect prescription. And I know that, brethren, we are praying, but we need to be encouraged. And today, God has decided to use the story of Jehoshaphat to speak to us because we need to be encouraged. And I want to speak not only to you at home, I would like also to speak to the leadership of this country. Jehoshaphat was a king of a nation. He was attacked, or he was, there was a plan to attack him, and the armies were already on the way. Jehoshaphat looked up to the Lord. He purposed, before I consult my generals, before I put together my armed forces to fight the enemy, the ideal thing would have been call the generals of the army, put together a defense. But before they did that, they purposed, or Jehoshaphat purposed to inquire from the Lord. Our readership, we want to thank God that you called a day of prayer and we gathered in our various homes and we are grateful that the religious readers gathered in State House. But that's not enough. We need to continue to inquire from the Lord. Because the enemy has not stopped. We have not destroyed the enemy yet. We are acknowledging, or the Minister for Health has acknowledged, that coronavirus is now with us and it is spreading. And he says, we expect by the end of April that there will be 10,000 affected or infected people. That is frightening, brethren. And everybody would be frightened. But I've got good news. I am not disputing because those are projections and they are based on statistics. But I know one thing, if we purpose to inquire from the Lord and call the people for prayers, and that's what we are doing today, the Lord has never disappointed anybody. Those figures we are talking about, we may not get there. And the, it is the right time to ask 
the leadership, political leadership, religious leadership, not to sleep. Prayers need to be prayed continuously. It will not be too much if the head of state would pick another day and call for prayers. And we are going to see Jehoshaphat. He did not stop there. He called people to pray and fast. And we are told the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. That's verse 4. And indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Praise God. This is encouraging. The entire nation came from every part of Judah, which means they gathered together. And they came together to seek the Lord, led by their king, Jehoshaphat. Let's see then what happens. Verse 5 says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard. And this is what he said. Lord, the God of our ancestors, you are not the God of... I are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand. And no one can withstand you. He, this is the king leading an entire nation. And he is the one now leading the prayers. And he starts by acknowledging who God is. The one who is in heaven. Declaring the sovereignty of God. That he is the one who is in heaven. Praise the Lord. You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and mighty are in your hand. And no one can withstand you. He made that declaration. Speaking directly to God. Acknowledging that God is mighty, is powerful. He is the ruler of all nations, including Ammon and the Moabites and the Mayunites that were attacking him. What was Jehoshaphat doing? Jehoshaphat was actually acknowledging that God is the only one who has power to deal with the nations of the earth. And I would like to put it to us all, all of us who are listening to me today, the problems we are facing today, thank God for the Ministry of Health and all those countries that are busy looking for a vaccine. But I want to announce today that our help will come from God and God alone. He is the only one who knows what coronavirus is. He knows where it came from. He knows how it looked like. And he knows how to deal with it. And because he is God who rules the affairs of man, a king starts to acknowledge that he is God. I want to pray that the nations of the earth at this season 
will get to that level where they now acknowledge that God is true and God is real and their help cannot come from technology, it cannot come from money, it cannot come from anything they have. They need to kneel down and call upon the name of the Lord. That's what we need to do, brethren. Even at home, we, need, we do not need ma to sit down and wait for the government to come up with an answer. Our Father in heaven is waiting for those who are called by his name, who will humble themselves and take this thing head on and say, I am not going to sleep. I am not going to eat. I am not going to sit down until we are delivered of this. This is what Jehoshaphat resorted to. And let's see then what happens. He continues to say, Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? He is reminding God of his covenant with Abraham. And God had promised that you take care of Abraham and will make him a father of many nations. And now the nation is being threatened. And Jehoshaphat remembers there was a covenant. Brethren, it's always important to remember the promises of God or the covenants. Because it is from there that you draw your strength. And you are able to start before God and say, God, haven't you said in, the, in your word that you are the Lord that healeth me? Haven't you said in your word that when you shut the heavens and you allow the locusts to come into the land, when you release pestilence to devour and to destroy the land, if your people who are called by your name shall humble themselves, haven't you said, Lord, that you will answer us? Those are God's promises. Jehoshaphat resorted to reminding God of his promises and who he is. And then he tells him, they, the people of Israel, have lived in this land that you gave him. They have even built a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment, or plague, or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name, and we will cry out to you, in our distress, and you will heal us and save us. Again, he is quoting from Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. He is reminding the Lord, they built a sanctuary, they built a temple, and the Lord did promise, if people will start in his presence in that temple, they can call upon the name of the Lord, and the Lord can deliver them, or will deliver them. Jehoshaphat is well conversant with the scriptures or with the promises of God. My good friend at home, you would need to be very well informed of the promises of God. And I would like to encourage you, at this time that you are at home, study the word of God. 
speak on the promises of God. Thank God for technology today. You can go to the Bible or you can go to Google and, and, and Google or write promises of God concerning health. And you'll be able to get all those scriptures and you can be able to put them together. Read them again and again and remind the Lord, haven't you said, haven't you said, hasn't your word said A, B, C, D concerning this situation? You'll discover God has spoken or has an answer for every problem that we humanity face on this earth including finances. You may be wondering, are finances in the script? Yes, Google concerning promises that have spoken, that speaks about finances. You'll be amazed the number of verses that you can use to start before God with your case. And of course, you also need to be faithful because you cannot start before God and start telling him you have said A, B, C, D, and you yourself, you are not faithful. I want to, to tell you something. Jehoshaphat was a king that feared God. If you want to know that, read through the previous uh, text of, the, of, the, of that, of that uh, of Second Chronicles. You'll discover that he feared and he honored God. That's why he had the courage to be able to face the situation and go before God and present the case to the Lord. Today, we are facing almost a similar problem today. We are invaded. To whom shall we turn to? We will turn to the Lord. And he went on, first then to tell the Lord, But now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you will not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See what he's saying. God would not allow Israel to destroy the Moabites and the Ammonites. Why? Because these were sons of Lot, of, of, of Lot or they were cousins to the Israelites. And God did not want them destroyed. But they are the same one now who are coming against the children of Israel. So Jehoshaphat is reminding the Lord, now look at these people. We treated them well, but see what they want to do to us. It is important that you also understand history of, 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 a, of an issue so that you can be able to deal with it. And that's why I'm encouraging you to take time to study the scripture. And you discover that in the Bible, you have an answer or the answer to every problem that you are facing today. Look at verse 12. This is what he says. Our God, will you not judge them? Our God, will you not judge the enemy? Look at him. He is still having a conversation with God. He has reminded God of his promises. He has reminded God of his covenant with Abraham. And now he is telling God, you who promised to defend us in times of trouble, we have stood before you and we are calling upon you. Will you now not deal with our enemy? The kind of prayer that we need to pray today 
is that kind of prayer. Oh God of heaven, here we are, your children. Look at what we are facing today. We need you, God Almighty. Will you not deal with coronavirus? The Lord is able to deal with coronavirus and be able to deliver us from this uh, thing called coronavirus. Uh, he started acknowledging the power and the provision and the ability of God. And then he reminds him, now will you not deliver us? Verse 12 again says, Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this first army that is attacking us. I like that. Jehoshaphat is not pretending. He realized that the army is coming. He is already outnumbered. They are more than his, than, than his army. He is also surrounded. So what does he do? He doesn't pretend. He acknowledges that he has no power of his own to be able to deal with this first army that is attacking us. We have no power, O oh Lord. I thank God, as I said, that many nations have realized that they have no power. And some of them have acknowledged that there is a, a higher power. That is their thing to do. The world need to get to this position and acknowledge that they have no power. I'm not saying they give up. Because if they give up, then where do we go to? Let them continue to search for a vaccine. But let them also acknowledge that they have not seen anything like this before. And when they do that and call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord will answer them. Let's see what happens when Jehoshaphat acknowledged that he has no power to be able to deal with the enemy. He said then this, we do not know what to do. We have no power and we do not know what to do. But there is one important thing that Jehoshaphat did. He said, but our eyes are on you. Praise the Lord. Our eyes are on you. What was he saying? He was telling God, though we have no power, though we do not know what to do, we have purpose to set our eyes on you. I want to tell you something. That for a king, the leader of a nation, to get to that level, that was a point of desperation. But to me, this was the best moment for the king and for the nation of Judah. Because what they are saying 
They're telling God, we cannot do without you. And that's where we need to get to. We cannot do without you. Our eyes are now on you. Praise the Lord. And see what happens when they decided that their eyes are now on God. Verse 13 says, All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Point of desperation. But not despair. Looking up to God, we are being told that all the men of Judah, they gathered, they stood there together with their king. They were not alone. They carried their, their children. They carried their sons and daughters. They carried their wives. They were all together with their king standing before the Lord. Looking up to the Lord. Brethren, my prayer is, may we get to that situation. May we get to this point where we are calling upon our children, our our, our, our wives, all our spouses, the king, the government, and we can all look up and say, God, our eyes are now on you. I want to assure you, when we get to that level, and I would like to make that appeal to my president and his entire government, we want to commend you. You are a religious person. We saw you kneel down during your inauguration the first time. Before then, we saw you going around the country together with a deputy, asking for prayers because of the, 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 the charge that was against you at The Hague. And you knelt down and you accepted people, to, religious leaders to pray for you and lay hands on you. This time I'm calling upon you. Take the position of Jehoshaphat. Lead the nation in prayer yourself and your deputy. I know you can pray. Stand before people. Stand before Kamala and lead us in prayer, acknowledging that we do not know what to do, O oh God. We are powerless. We have no resources to be able to deal with this issue. But our eyes, O oh God, are on you. I want to assure you, my leader and the people who are listening to me, if we do that, God in heaven will answer us immediately. And what is a problem, what we are looking at as a problem that we cannot be able to deal with, he will deal with it himself. That's my prayer and my request. And I hope someone will be able to reach out to the leadership of this country and tell them what Jehoshaphat did. And then verse 14, as we are trying to get winding up, the spirit of the Lord came on Jehazel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeriel, the son of Mat Matian. And this is what he said. Listen, O king Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord, 
says to you, and I would like you to hear this, those of you that are listening to me. This is what the Lord says to us. If we choose to call upon him, this is what he says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this first army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. What an assurance. God has heard their prayers. God has heard their cries. God has seen their desperation. And in their desperation, they have turned to him. So he comes through to them through the prophet, who is standing among them, and he releases these words. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged because of this first army. For the battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. I want to announce to us today, coronavirus is a battle that we cannot be able to deal with. And the Lord would speak to us and say, now, start still. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid, all Kenyans. Turn to the Lord and seek his face and allow him to come and fight on your behalf. And then, verse 16, this is what he tells them. Tomorrow, march down against them. March down against who? The army of the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Meunites. He is telling them tomorrow. God is now giving them instructions and direction as to what to do. And he tells them they will be climbing up by the path of Zizi. And you will fight them at the head of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight. And again he tells them, verse 17, you will not have to fight. Brethren, the Lord says, we will not have to fight. Why? Because he has already told us the battle is his. But he is telling them, but you need to go to the battlefield. Why? Because it is in the battlefield that the fight will be fought. Jehoshaphat would have said, now that the Lord has assured us that he is going to fight for us, then we do not need to go. No, as a sign of faith, he is instructed tomorrow, wake up, go. But you do not have to fight. Brethren, if you read through, you'll be amazed as to what happened. Because by the time they reached the battlefield and uh, with their army and their uh, worshippers ahead of them, this is what they discovered. The Ammonites and the Moabites had already started fighting among themselves. There were three armies. The Moabites and the Ammonites attacked the Meunites. After they finished attacking the Meunites, then they fought among themselves. And by the time Jehoshaphat came to the battlefield, there was no army except dead bodies. Brethren, this is how God fights for his people. When he tells you, you do not have to fight. The battle is not yours. What he is asking you is to have faith in him and obey his instructions. They obeyed the instructions. They went to the battlefield. But what did they go to do? The Bible says, when they reached there, 
They found all the armies were dead. Nobody was saved. So what did they do? They corrected spoils. And the Bible says there was so much that it took them three days to correct the equipment of war, clothes and valuable items. In other words, God rewarded them. Brethren, as I close, I want to tell you something. God is aware that we have coronavirus in this country. He is aware that we are on lockdown. He is aware that we are suffering. He is aware that our businesses are closed. And some of us are asking, what will happen? Where shall we get our food from? I want to assure you of one thing. When a nation turns to God, God defends that nation. He also makes provision for them. I don't know what will happen. With my physical eyes, I may not be able to explain it. But I have this conviction in my heart that after this thing is over, we shall rebound back. Our economy will shoot. Our economy will grow. Our businesses that we have closed will reopen and they will grow. Why? Because the Lord God is on our side. And he is not about to destroy us. He wants us, when we come back to him, we shall recover and recover all. We would like to pray for you at home. We know there are some of us that are facing some challenges. And I want to assure you that the God we believe in, the same God that we have talked about who saved Jehoshaphat, he is able to save us and he is able to provide to our needs. Shall we pray? Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms of the nation. Power and mighty are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Lord, we come to you today knowing that you are our Father, knowing that you are mighty, and you rule the heavens and the earth. You are the Lord who created all things. You are the Lord who sustained life on earth. You are the Lord who heals. You are the Lord who supplies. We have needs, O oh Lord. Some of us do not have enough food. Lord, even to last us one day, we look up to you from where our help comes from. And we trust you, Lord Jesus, that you shall provide. Some of us, Lord, are sick. Lord, we know that you are the Lord who heals. We put our trust in you today, and we ask that you heal the sick among us. Lord God Almighty, we pray for those that have been infected, those that are in hospital, King of glory. Mighty Father, we ask that you heal them, that we are not going to lose anyone, O oh God. We are grateful for those that have already recovered from this disease, O oh God Almighty. We want to trust you that all the 81 cases Mighty Father, you'll come through for us, and you shall heal and deliver them. It's our prayer also today, O oh God, that our Master, you'll stop the spreading of the disease, O oh God. That, Father, we shall not suffer. We shall not get those numbers, the tens of thousands. We ask that you may intervene, Lord, and save the Lord. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise and glory 
because you are good God. Minister to your people today. Lord, guide us throughout the week. Continue to provide to the nation. Give the country enough resources. Give our leaders, Lord, the wisdom and the ability to be able to deal with the issues, including how to manage even the curfew. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. May he guide you throughout the week until we meet again. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>